It's time to swarm the 402. Welcome to the Nebraska Hawksmith. These guys are brave. They're Hawkeyes living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their point, but they're still Hawkeyes. They're spreading the Hawkeye hype to all of Nebraska. The Frost Advisory is canceled. Corn Huskers, more like corn suckers. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go, Hawks! All right, welcome back to the Nebraska Hawks Nest. It is time for another Swarm the 402 podcast. You are joined today by your normal group of goofballs. We got Jerry calling himself Waldo now. We got Russ, Matt, and I'm thinking we're going to have to start setting up some adoption papers. Kyle Schlicker joins us again. I'm thinking we're going to make him a permanent part of our family here soon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> welcome, welcome, Kyle. We're glad to have you again, man. Yeah. Always a good Kyle's, time, man. Like I said, Kyle said he was giving up a uh, Grey's Anatomy, you uh, know, binge watch. So I mean, that's uh, kudos to him. We are, we're, we feel pretty honored. Well, yeah, not, not... well, it's I use that as a joke, Grey's Anatomy, but it's <laughs> yeah, it's it's the shows that my wife wants to watch. How about that? <laughs> so we know how that works. <laughs> you're, you're, in other words, you're a smart man, Kyle. Yeah. Well, not to be a hater, my wife watches that show and it is absolutely terrible. Now, like I can't even <laughs> sit through five oh. seconds of it. Like it is. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. The first two or three seasons, I'm like, this is good. Like this is pretty good TV. And then after that, I mean, it just like once everybody had hooked up with everybody and then everyone's cousin, it was just like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. Like it's it, it's overly dramatic, and it's one of, in, in my opinion, one of the worst shows I've ever seen. But my wife loves it, so she uh, that's what she does when she's by herself and I'm not around. So, Jerry, do you catch any Grey's Anatomy? I've never watched it. <laughs> no? Eh, I don't know if I believe that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, never, right. I have He said I do. He just admitted it. I have, I have never seriously watched a single moment of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Never, never even been on my radar. I used to, like I said. Russ, you ever, you know, have that guilty pleasure indulgence? Like a little Melrose mm. Place, a little Beverly Hills 90210, a little Grey's Russ has Anatomy. Never, I've never even seen a Seinfeld episode. Ooh, that's bad. Yeah. I, I don't understand. I just don't. I don't watch. I don't watch TV. Kyle, you said you've never seen Game of Thrones. Not not a single moment. That might be the me neither. Great, that might be the single greatest <laughs> television show I've ever seen in my life. Not only have I, I seen it, I've seen every episode there is. It's amazing. Well, yeah, it, and I get it. I totally understand. And I'm down. I really am. But if Ooh. I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right, and I'm going to binge the whole damn thing. Without yep. any interruptions, all the way through. What's I've, it streamed on? 
uh hbo oh, go hbo max it's on yeah, yeah max or whatever was, that is yeah i was Got just you. always i was just always too cheap to pay the subscription fee for hbo that's the only reason i've never seen it so <laughs> uh yeah i don't anymore but back in the day man hbo was just killing it it was mm-hmm. like every, every single sunday night it was like two or three great shows every single night. And I'm like, okay, that was back when they had entourage on and I could, Matt and I were like obsessed with entourage. Yeah. So. Entourage was awesome. So, yeah. 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 Empire. You yeah. Catch that, you catch that rest clear back way back when, when on, yeah, way back when, yeah, but way, way back, back when, yeah. Days. Oh my gosh. That was <laughs> Matt so was probably on entourage last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was, uh, he, but he I was, was guest, the- guest host. <laughs> <laughs> I would I I'd kill to see Matt in that house with those guys the shenanigans that Matt would pull that would be ridiculous. Oh, all right. Well, Fun. let's move away from the uh, the television talk. I took us down a path. So, um last week was a little bit of a mediocre mediocre week for everybody. Every single one of you guys finished 4 and 3. So, um, eh, not so yeah. bad. We're looking, um, Matt is um, overall at a 62.5% winning percentage. And then Russell the Muscle, he is sitting at 63.6. So just a smidge above Matt. And then we have Jerry bringing up the, bringing up the rear at 49%. Well, Adam, Adam, let's get it straight. We were mediocre <laughs> long before last week. So come on. <laughs> okay. This is just solidifying <laughs> what everyone knew about us all along. I mean, and then Kyle- that's, that's all the reason we have Kyle here was to try to bring us up, bring our standards up. So. Well, we successfully <laughs> brought Kyle down to our um, mediocre level with Kyle finishing at four and three as well. So hopefully Ky- the cream's going to rise to the top this week and <laughs> Kyle's going to show us that he is better than we are. So that's, that's okay. <laughs> um, guys, I, I want to talk a little bit um, about last week what we saw from the Hawkeyes what your guys's thoughts were um I I'm pretty frustrated I'm not sure how you guys are feeling about everything um I'm of the mindset and I want to get your guys's thoughts too on social media there's a ton of criticism going on and a lot of things getting thrown out there I feel like there's a fine line of being respectful and you know and being destructive and but I don't think that if you are critical of your team that you're a bad fan i if you speak your mind and you care and you're frustrated like i said as long as it's in a respectful way i don't think there's anything wrong with that now there's a lot of hawkeye fans out there that if you say anything negative about the program at all their response is go root for the cyclones you know go be a cornhusker fan i don't necessarily think that's fair um i want to get your guys's feelings on the state of the offense right now um the program and, um, you know, I have some, you know, some pretty strong feelings, too. But I really want to see what your guys' thoughts are. Uh, Jerry, I want to start out with you and see what you think um, from what you saw last week and how everything's going right now. Well, you know, it's perspective. And I mean, I try to, you know, I don't know. I try to I guess I'm a little bit more optimistic. But ultimately, you know, we're six and two. And by that, I mean, the team is six and two. And, you know, All's not lost. We've had two weeks where we've had offensive linemen out, and it's really showing, I think, the uh, you know, that we're our line is really showing that we didn't have a ton of depth this year, like maybe we normally have. And so you kind of you keep it in perspective, and all's not lost. We can still have a successful season. I think the problem we've got our perception is that it's just been two weeks of abysmal performance. And I mean, it's just compared to what the first six games were to the last two, you go, you went from one extreme to the other. So 
I don't know. Personally, I don't understand all the negativity. Um, you know, it's just trying to keep perspective on things as we move forward here. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's a healthy approach and a level-headed way to look at it. Russ, um, what are your thoughts on, um, in Kirk's press conference this week, he said that there's been no thought at all uh, to put Alex Padilla in. And for a line that's struggling like ours is, conventional wisdom and most coaches out there would think, okay, if we have a line that can't block as well, maybe we need to put a quarterback in there that can move and scramble out of the pocket when it collapses. Cause it's collapsing about every single time. Um, Russ, what are your thoughts on all this? Russ, you played some college football and you, you know, like Kyle have a level of insight that, you know, the average fan, it's a little more than us. So um, what are your thoughts on everything you've seen? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, just looking back at it, I mean, we've started uh, five different offensive lines this year. Um, some of that's due to injury, but, you know, there's co no continuity in the, you know, they're not getting the chance to gel as a team on that line and that right side of the line. I mean, if we're going to keep Petrus in there, I think we need to have Potabom in the backfield, you know, protecting him and ready to block, maybe lining up double tight ends on that <clears> end <throat> uh, just to, you know, just to secure – um, that, you know, to keep him, keep him upright. Um, I agree. I mean, Petrus on that scramble there to the left, that boot, uh, that pass he threw looked really good. So, you know, I'm with everybody oh, Padilla, else. Padilla? Padilla, yeah, Padilla you mean? I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 I'm, uh, you know, I was excited to see that. I'd like to see a little bit more of that. I think he deserves probably a chance at this point. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, you know, Petrus, you know, Spencer's not a great quarterback or not a good quarterback. With what we're the deck we're playing with right now, I, you know, I'm gaining more of the opinion that he's not the best hand. You know, uh, Matt, I know you have some strong opinions on what you've seen for him. Um, I know Ference in the in his press conference again this week said he hasn't been spending any more time with the offensive line at all. That you know he's going to trust in the coaches and what they're doing, and they're going about business as usual, and they're going to focus on improving the offensive line play instead of making a change of quarterback. So, Matt, what are your thoughts on all that? If he thinks he can correct the offensive line play to give Petrus more than two seconds uh, of throwing time each play, then then fine. But I just, with what I've seen the last two games, I just don't see that happening. Um, like you said, Petrus is a good quarterback. He just doesn't scramble. He doesn't get out of the pocket. Uh, that scramble that we saw um, Padilla make with that throw to Laporta that um, Russ was talking about, I mean, that was a glimmer of hope almost for a lot of Hawkeye yeah. fans. I think they're grasping a little bit at that. Uh, to not change something is, is rough. I mean, you got to – you got to do something. It's not working right now. I mean, something's got to give, something's got to change. And, you know, I guess if they really see that the offensive line is improving that much in practice, then fine. But I tell you what, after the first quarter, if it's the same song and dance, they better be willing to, to pull some strings and, and make yeah. something happen. They're going to lose a lot of people. Now, Kyle, one thing that, you know, I'm not hearing a lot of Iowa fans talking about and is one of my big frustrations and you know I don't want to ever, ever be disrespectful to coach France or the the rest of the staff but you know I really feel like that Iowa fans hold Kirk in a very high regard 
borderline a Joe Paterno status, you know, a Bobby Bowden status, like really up there that, you know, he's untouchable uh, for us. You know, he's, you know, our, our, our guy. And uh, my frustration with that though, is we always seem to find a way to not win the West. Um, we owe it, you know, and it's one of the weakest divisions in power in the power five, the big 10 West should be a division that we are winning two to three out of every five years, uh, with Wisconsin and going to battle with them on maybe occasionally there's a wild card to slip in. But when Pat Fitzgerald has taken a program like Northwestern to the big 10 championship, more than Kirk has taken Iowa, I, you know, I take notice with that. And I think that is a glaring weakness, um, Kyle, what are your thoughts from being, you know, a, a guy that's been on the team, you know, been in the trenches with everybody, you know, grinded with those guys to see what you've seen so far? What are your thoughts? Well, I get approached all the time. Well, first of all, you know, I, I learned a lot at being a kicker because I, I had a lot of time to kind of sit back and observe and just watch, you know, after a few years of seeing the system that Coach Ferentz had in place and all the coaches, you know, everyone bought in. I think you just, I, I at least, you know, would, uh, well, obviously everybody on this team had such a tre- tremendous amount of trust in the coaching staff, knowing that whatever system they have in place, we'll practice that system, we'll perfect it, obviously. And you got to remember, too, that the whole week of preparation before the game, like everything, I've seen this happen, like everything can be going great. You could have an awesome week of preparation. It could be a killer week, and then we get to a game, the next day and boom, everything blows up, um, complete chaos. And no one knows why, um, you know, coaches are mad throwing stuff in the locker room. And, um, just one of those things that happen, things that happen. Um, but what was the other question? Sorry, I kind of went off track there. No, that, that's great. No, just about what your thoughts are on, um, you know, the state of the offense, how everything is going, um, your feelings as, you know, a fan from what you've seen and, and a former player on maybe some adjustments that need to be made. And if we'll, if we can turn this ship around. Yeah, I know. And two losses, it's not necessarily, I know it's just two losses. Oh my gosh, we're still doing great, but it is the fashion of the way it happened. And I remember yeah. being very, very embarrassed even just to like talk to my dad who was a huge fan after we'd have big losses. I mean, uh, especially back-to-back losses where you definitely deflate, you're deflating that momentum. Um, all I can say is that on the inside, like those guys with the offense, if, if they're not tweaking something, maybe they did tweak something. We didn't see it. Or there was a great week, a great preparation week, and, you know, that quarterback won that position again. For them to, for Coach Ferentz to uh, say that there hasn't been any thought about a backup quarterback yet or a guy coming in, I think that that, tells me that maybe there's something wrong with the other quarterback that just really doesn't want them to put it really, they, you know, makes it so they don't put them in, but they don't want to put them in. Who knows? Man, I'm, uh, I just kicked footballs, man. That's all I did. <laughs> and watched, and watched, watched everybody else have fun. I, mean, I had a great time. But hey, I love my, it. my five years, my five years was just a big party while I kicked footballs. <laughs> well, you know, Kyle, Kyle, just a quick question, and maybe you, you know, maybe you don't really have an answer for this, but you know, I've heard some people say, "Well, is it the new offensive line coach? He's been there, you know. This is what year one." But Kirk's Kirk's pedigree is offensive line. I mean, he coached the NFL. Brian's pedigree from the NFL to college for twelve years is offensive line. In a two week period, 
you know, I can't really fault the guy who's in his first year in the program. And when you've got an entire lineup of people who have pedigree and offensive line play, but for a two week period, there just wasn't much difference. You know, if they were, if there was any changes, I mean, do you have anything you could add or anything we need to be thinking about in that regards? Or I would just say that I guarantee that whatever assignments those linemen missed and, you know, film was during that first week, film was watched, film was studied, film was assessed, and they were definitely told what they needed to be working on. I guarantee it. And again, like this is where um, I kind of start to go back to, hey, look, you're, you're top notch players. You should definitely be able to execute the plan and the system that the coach has in place, as well as take whatever he says and put it into physical action. Um, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, man. It's just, uh, I I think it comes down to just discipline on, on the player's side, as well as thinking maybe of a different way. Who knows? Maybe they're not retaining the information. Who knows? I don't know. Well, that's yeah. a, if, you, if you want to go the uh, Marshawn Lynch fault, you know, route and just say, hey, I'm just a kicker and I kicked footballs, you know, that's a perfectly good answer. So I think that's a T-shirt. I just I just kick footballs and party. Like, I just kick footballs and party. Wasn't I, a kicker. I should have been a kicker. It was my calling. That's great. Um, and I just want to reiterate the fact, too, that I think it's OK as passionate fans, you know, that yeah. we are critiquing yeah. the team as long as you're not on social media calling out players individually, you know, in their families and being disrespectful. It, it's like, you know, like Kyle, Kyle said, it's not that we've lost two games. It's in the fashion that we've lost them. It's not, we've got our, our butts kicked, you know, in two games in a row. And if we don't bring it against Northwestern this week, it's going to happen again. I know Nebraska blew out Northwestern and they don't have a, real sparkling record, but they're playing a lot better football now than they were week one. They've improved progressively throughout the week. And I've gone on record for saying, uh, saying a long time. I think Pat Fitzgerald's the best coach in the big 10. They always say that Kirk does more with less. I think Pat Fitzgerald does more with less. He doesn't have the facilities. He doesn't get the recruits. And yet he's in the big 10 championship two out of the three last years. So, um, you know, I, I, my frustration too is I don't feel the sense of urgency um, that they're trying to make changes. And when you're watching the college football playoff selection show, um, I don't know, did any of you guys get a chance to watch that at all on Tuesday? I didn't get to the end, no. Okay. They, they really reiterated the fact that they didn't want to put Iowa in the top 25 at all. They wanted to leave us out. And there's, it's not in it. Yeah, Penn State's not in and like they're they're scratching their heads right now about what's going on with us. And, you know, the, the so is every of, Iowa fan. <laughs> it, it, it's it's just an odd it's an odd thing. And this scene, we seem to be end up having this conversation most years at some point um, just because we don't ever want to make any adjustments. We love you, Hawkeyes. We love the coaches. We love the players. It's we're angry because we care. So, all right, Adam, you watched the show? I did, yes. Yeah. So, how did they justify putting Cincinnati number six? I know this is an Iowa podcast, but that's no, appalling to me. It, it was to me too. I, I was a little angry. Um, there's a lot, um, listening to sports talk radio, Russ, as I'm sure you do, a lot of the SEC bias stuff is coming out right now again yeah. that they put Alabama number two like that when they barely beat Florida. And yeah. they have a they have a loss on their record lost. against Texas A and M. So and Texas A and M had their backup quarterback. Might I remind you, 
in yeah. that game, and they still beat Alabama with their backup quarterback. So um, their whole stance is they flat out made it clear they don't respect teams outside of the Power Five. They don't respect Cincinnati's schedule, and their one really good win against Notre Dame isn't enough. So the guys on the show are like, okay, if you're a Cincinnati fan, calm down because it's going to work itself out between Alabama and Georgia. One of those two are going to be gone. And then, you know, Michigan State's, probably going to get knocked off by Ohio State but then if you look Oklahoma who do they who's a real threat to them that's left Oklahoma's going to probably work their way in so I mean it's going to look like Cincinnati's going to be screwed again but that's the one thing about college football is it's still even though they put a playoff system in place now it's the best sport in the world but it's the most flawed you go to that the Heisman, the Heisman Trophy that doesn't go to the best player in the country it goes to the best quarterback in the country pretty much every year and you know, you go to, you know, the, the top four teams. Alabama doesn't deserve to be number two. They're going off resume from past years. Um, Jerry, what are your thoughts on on that? Did you get a chance to see who they put in the top four? Yeah, I didn't really pay attention to it much as I've been dealing with the sinus infection all week. So <laughs> yeah. I don't I haven't had a chance to really put a lot of attention into it. But again, it's you know, it's it's the first round, you know. The way this year's going, there's going to be so much change between this week now and the next three to four weeks with the things that happen. So I guess, too, I don't put a lot of stock. Just like the AP poll, you don't put a lot of stock into the early results. It's always about coming down the stretch on the counts. So, Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought it was very appropriate where they put Michigan State. I think Mel Tucker should win Coach of the Year uh, without a doubt. And and again, um, like, and I don't want to harp on this too much, but – that's what happens when you win the transfer portal. Mel Tucker was on the ball and got the best transfers in the country. Their running back was from Wake Forest. Just think if that guy was still on Wake Forest. Wake Forest is still undefeated. Like yeah. you know, That's crazy. And he's probably going to win the Heisman this year, which is nuts. I mean, Mel Tucker, what he did this year should be the template of what every coach should try to do in the offseason addressing needs. The sport has changed with the transfer portal, and if we don't get on the ball a little bit more with it, we're going to get left in the dust. Agreed. All right, rant over. Guys, we're going to go on to our next segment, unless anybody has anything to add there. I have lots of stuff, but I don't think the internet wants to hear it. All right, all right. Matt's gonna Sports. Matt's gonna censor himself. <laughs> He's he must still be on his first beer. Okay, um, we're gonna go on to our <laughs> oh, there, there we go. There it goes, cracking it. Um, Kyle, did you have any exotic beers today with extremely high contents of alcohol? <laughs> no, I did not have any drinks today, man. All right. He's uh, you, you kind of need to do that if you want to interact with us. That's the only way that you can hit. We're 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 so ridiculous. But I got my allotment of spotted cow today, so I had to okay. tap nice. into that a little bit. All right. Yeah. Well, we're going to go into our next segment, a new segment on the show, um, inspired by um, you know, if you guys have been following the podcast, Matt and I just out of the grace of God, were able to make the cover of a few magazines, which I think is awesome. Like. Uh, yummy magazine like i'm blown away that we made that and um i checked in and they did file for bankruptcy after that um issue came out so we we successfully sank um a successful um magazine empire so uh 
I, I think what was I the cover of Junior Magazine or something? <laughs> a, a junior Magazine. Yeah, uh, not, and they're see, no longer either. So yeah, the well, the teen subscription spiked really quick when that came out, and then I think the parents got a hold of it and shut it down. So like you saw the stock go up, and then it crashed quick. So um, we got a new segment we're going to be busting out here real quick, and it's called "Where in the World Is Jerry?" Now this is a. Uh, an interesting thing. None of us have seen much of Jerry this year during football season. Um, we don't know where he's been, you know, what's been going on. We haven't been in any games with him. I haven't been able to watch a game with him. So none of us know, but we got out on social media um, and our research team found some pictures of Jerry and it looks like he's been in, in, enjoying the weather a little bit. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's oh. get, getting outside. And, Was that at the know, golf? Golf of... Uh... <laughs> The Gulf yeah, Coast, Club 91. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> no wonder why you're not hanging out with us, Jerry. And for those of you that are listening over podcasts, we got a tropical picture of Jerry at the beach. It says sweater weather is finally here, and he's got his back rug <laughs> flowing in the wind. You know, so if you knew the real, if you actually knew what reality was like, that picture actually puts me in a flattering light. So thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, young Tom Selleck, <laughs> very handsome. And then this other one, I don't know if Jerry could explain uh, this to us. If you're, again, listening to the podcast, I apologize. You're going to need to get on YouTube uh, to put all the pieces together here. Um, not sure where you're at here, Jerry. This is an interesting outfit. Um, it's not it your color, good. Jerry. That no. is. Did you go to like France a- to try some fine wines? I did. Hey, I did, but at least I kept the black and gold tie, guys. Come on. Oh, you know, yeah. I, I was still it's more of a cheetah print tie. Yeah. 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 It's black, cheetah. Matt. It's black and gold now. Get All right. So, Teach their own, Jerry. <laughs> some some fine wines and exotic cheeses. Jerry had a very fancy weekend. I feel like Russ is about ready to go overboard right now, laughing. He's trying to he's trying to keep it together right now. Um, this is uh, we got another picture of uh, Jerry at the beach. Now he's again can't hang out with anyone during college football season, but he has time to get oh, to the beach. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, um, Jerry and his mankini. <laughs> I like the crop top. Yeah, I mean, that's you know, Jerry's been hitting the gym. You can tell it's uh, <laughs> looks like a gorilla with those nips hanging out of the fur. It's Russ, <laughs> <laughs> stop it, Russ. It's. Sorry, I'm going. I'm getting dangerously close to the edge. All right, then we got one more. Son of a Boondock Saints, Jerry. I'm just watching Russ laugh. I can't breathe. <laughs> oh, I'm <getting> emotional. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 Jerry, I mean, what do you have to say for yourself? You've been busy. <laughs> it's it's not easy being me, boys. So, so the one before that, can I can I say Reeboks with the straps and the nipples with the fur? 
<laughs> there we go. <laughs> he turned around. <laughs> gave that big oh. booty a slap. All right. Well, oh, Jerry has been living a lot more of an interesting life than we have. So that I, I understand now why we haven't seen him during football, though. He looks like he had a hell of a time. You gotta you gotta live life to the fullest, boys. That's all I got to say. So. <laughs> oh, I I admire you, man. Like I was frustrated that I haven't got to hang out with y'all football season, but then when our research team found those photos, I'm like, I get it. I mean, yeah. I, I totally get it. All right, guys. Oh, man, if we if we did commercial breaks, now would be the time. Don't worry, um, podcast listeners. We will post those on Nebraska Hawks Nest Facebook page for you to view at your pleasure. <laughs> at your viewing pleasure. At your literally uh, viewing pleasure. Or, or, or dismay, whatever one. But anyway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're going to crash the internet. Oh. All right, Jerry, I love you. Mark Zuckerberg's got nothing on us. No, not at all. All (laughs) right, guys, we got our first game we're going to be covering here. Sorry, Kyle. He's like, oh, God, this is my last appearance (laughs) What am I doing here? Don't worry. Don't worry, Kyle. You're next. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. I would never I would never do that to you, Kyle, just for the record. So oh. hey. All right. Uh, Jerry's got Jerry has racked up a lot of frequent flyer miles this season. Um we got Wisconsin who just took us to the woodshed in Camp Randall right now, going to Rutgers. Um Wisconsin is favored by 12 in this one. Uh Russ, if there's been any updated odds um you can definitely let me know you got your finger on the pulse of that um jerry who you taking in this one wisconsin at rutgers wisconsin favored by 12 oh i'm going with wisconsin on that one i don't know i think they're pulling it together like wisconsin usually does down the stretch so okay all right russ who you who you think it's going to pull this one out wisconsin at rutgers going to piscataway I've got Wisconsin as well. I think they'll cover the 12 points. I mean, Rutgers seems to kind of be falling apart here as the season moves on. You know, they've got a couple injuries, and that uh, transfer quarterback from Nebraska just isn't playing very well. Yeah. Well, Matt, I couldn't have been more wrong when I said about two or three, about three weeks ago, I said we might be finally witnessing the downfall of Wisconsin. You know, they might be dropping, and it's time our time to take over. That's clearly not happened. They have, um, I saw a stat, they've beaten Iowa eight out of the last 10 years. I didn't realize it had been that dominant. I knew they have won more, but a lot more than we have. They are going to be going to Rutgers, the birthplace of college football. Matt, Wisconsin's favored by 12. Who do you got? I got Wisconsin in this one as well. Uh, They're coming alive. Their defense is playing well. Their offense is playing well. I just think they're putting it together. Mertz is, I mean, he struggled at first, but he's kind of pulling himself together. I just, I mean, they didn't turn the ball over against Iowa, against us. So, I mean, he's he's going down that path where he's taking care of the ball. The defense is playing as, as good as they have all year long, and I don't know that Rutgers can overcome that. So, yeah, I'm going to take the – I'm going to take Wisconsin – all right. I was um, distracted by Russ's yawning 
getting me ready for bedtime. <laughs> all, right, all right, Kyle, who do you got in this one? Wisconsin at Rutgers. Wisconsin favored by 12. I'm taking Wisconsin, you know, <clears throat> coming off an explosive victory at home. They've got that confidence momentum going into the next game, flying there. I mean, I, yeah. You know, going back to what you said earlier about these, uh, uh, all the rankings and stuff, like I remember feeling really uneasy about Iowa getting ranked so high so quickly because we, I at least felt more comfortable as a player. Like after the first five or six wins, that's when I was like, oh, I felt really good uh, about the team. Um, anyway, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm taking Wisconsin. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's that's a good point from a player perspective. I know as fans, we always get a little nervous when, you know, the first week or two of the season to see us real high. We're like, oh, great. It never seems to go as well when we start out a season highly ranked. When we start out like right outside the top 25 or around 20th, I feel like that's kind of our sweet spot. Sure. So um, moving on, we got our our Iowa Hawkeyes going to – the uh, nicest middle school stadium in the state of Illinois, Northwestern. I was favored by 12. Um, I, I, you know, just going off of how we played the last few weeks, I don't have a lot of confidence in playing anybody right now. Jerry, what are your thoughts on us going to Northwestern? A pretty sleepy place to play in for a lot of players, a hard place to get motivated. Well, it is, but I think it's also what we what the doctor prescribes for us right now. So I don't know. I'm still taking Iowa. Maybe that's just because I'm too much of an optimist. I think that, uh, you know, the way Northwestern's played this year, they haven't really showed. I mean, they're getting a little bit better maybe, but, I mean, they're still struggling. So I, I like okay. our chances to maybe have a rebound game and, and maybe get some things short up here, hopefully on the line. So Okay. Russ, what are your thoughts? Uh, Hawks are favored by 12 at Ryan Field. Um is Iowa going to take care of business, or are we going to fall three three straight games? No, I think Iowa's going to pull it out and win the game. I mean, I think it's an opportunity uh, for our offensive line to maybe get right, open some holes, and get our running game moving a little bit, maybe not rely so on so many passes from Peters. So um, that yeah. said, I'm going to take Northwestern in the points. I think okay. we win, but I think we win by more like six, seven points, somewhere in that range. Okay. All right. I think that's a really intelligent pick. Um, Matt, right now I'm just checking in, in his career, Kirk is eight and eight against Northwestern, um, which you wouldn't think, you know, should be the case. Uh, Matt, who, what, what are your thoughts on the game that this weekend? Iowa at Northwestern It's going to be a night game at Ryan field. And I can't remember playing a night game um, at Ryan field ever as a Hawkeye fan. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm with they turn the lights on for us. No, so Matt and I were talking about this, and they're going to ask all the fans to pull their car up to Ryan Field and turn their headlights on so <laughs> everybody can see at night. Because car they- headlights <laughs> and cell phones, everybody yeah. turns them on. Matt goes, "Do they actually even have lights there? Like, wouldn't it tip their bleachers over?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it very well could." But um, Matt, <laughs> Matt, what are your thoughts on this game? <clears throat> Uh, as I was saying before, I'm with Russ on this one. I, I think Iowa can win this one, but it's more like seven to ten points. Um, I just don't think with as bad as our offense has played and the way Kirk goes into the, his interviews and doesn't say he's going to make any changes and he's just going to work with what he has and try to get him better, I I just don't see 
leaps and bounds being made over a one week period of time. And uh, 12 points is a lot. So yeah, for us, for us, it's a lot. Let's be honest in the last couple of games. It's, it's, yeah, it's a bunch. So yeah, definitely. I'm going to, I'm going to take uh, Iowa. I'm going to say Iowa should win this game, but I don't think they're going to win by more than 12 points. Unless right, our defense yeah. scores scores points for us. Okay. All right, Kyle. Let's get what your thoughts are on this. You know, a lot of us thought that with us having the bye week and then going to Wisconsin, we were going to see a lot of improvement from the O-line, and we didn't really see any changes at all, uh, maybe even a little bit of regression. Um, Kyle, what are your thoughts? Um, you kind of said, you know, going to Northwestern, you know, give us some inside thought here, what it's like to play there and how you see this game going. It's a terrible place to play. Not only do I have bad memories there, um, and if I recall right, I think I missed one that set up kind of a catastrophic. I think we were behind like two or three touchdowns. I missed a field goal, and one thing led to another bunch of interceptions, fumbles. I think they won by an extra point. I think 2005, 2006 maybe. I can't remember. But, uh, you know, I traveled there – when I was a freshman, when Nate was a junior. So I got to like go and it was pretty cool. Even though I knew I wasn't playing, I got to like travel and go with the team everywhere they went because potentially I was that backup guy in case something happened. So I got to experience a lot. And I remember showing up at uh, Ryan field and for the first time, just as an observer, you know, like <coughs> just a ter- terrible place, terrible place. I mean, just not very well kept. It's right there on the edge of the lake shore you know, like the, the, the sod and the, the, like the actual field gives, like you, you don't have good footing. I mean, it's just, it's just terrible, man. You know, and they did just actually build massive facilities for all other sports. I hope that they did something, uh, did some upgrades, but yeah, their locker rooms were terrible. I mean, it was just a terrible experience. And again, that's all part of the psychic, um, thing of it, but, uh, how I think it's going to go down is this is a true test for Iowa to dig themselves out of this, this hole now and prove that they're Iowa and we just don't lose to people dressed in purple. And, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like so, it. um, it's going to be a true test. You know, this will be a big test of character more than, cause they, they have the talent, they have the systems, they have the trust. This will be like the grit, the grind, you know, this will be who really wants it, who, who wants to, um, you know, finish the season the way that we're supposed to finish the season. So I'm going to on this one. All right. I like it. You know, and again, I want to, I'm going to, I want to be an optimist. You know, we can still have a great season and go to a really great bowl game. And you know what, you know, this might be the dumbest thing ever said, but there's still an inkling of a chance we could win the West. You know, it it could happen. You know, we got to win out and we need uh, Minnesota to beat Wisconsin. That could happen. uh, All of that could Minnesota's playing great right now, and we got to be Minnesota. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, we we got to win them all. Yeah. Uh, PJ Fleck just got a seven-year extension today at Minnesota, so um, he's rowing the boat all the way home to the bank. Yup. Yeah. I never liked by. I, I never enjoyed bye weeks, even as a player. I always thought, like, what? Like, we're gonna stop our momentum now, and you know where yeah. everything's humming, everyone's humping, and. Um, I hated bye weeks, and I still hate bye weeks because I know it. it the, the 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 you know the teams that can go on 
win the first four games and then take a bye week and then continue just hammering. I mean, that's yeah. It does it does mess with your head, man. It makes you relax just for a minute, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I as a fan, I know most of us don't like bye weeks. I went to Notre Dame this uh, few weeks ago on a bye week to check out a game, and I had a Notre Dame shirt on. You wouldn't imagine the messages I got about like I needed I need to burn that shirt and what the hell am I wearing and people were appalled and it was uh I got a lot of a lot of people that weren't uh, real happy about that everyone's got their backup secret team they're just you know you're you're more of a man show it well it's uh it, it's it's that definitely a distant distant second that's for sure so sure um, okay okay on that note Kyle who's your backup secret team Ooh, I like it um, yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to say, um, I'd say the Miami hurricanes. And, and just because I, you know, that was a pivotal moment in my life watching Todd Seavers go there and then watching all those natural champions and uh, championships, it had a pretty big impact on my life. And I think that that'd be pretty cool, man. Um, uh, you know, if I could do it all over again, obviously I'd love to be a Hawkeye again, but like if, if I find one yeah. more year of eligibility somehow, like if I could pick one team to go play for, that'd be pretty cool to go kick down there. And I'm talking what, about what, not right not right now. I'm talking like go and kick for them like in the early 2000s when they were awesome. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, I need to hear this from Jerry and Russ now. Jerry, who who is your kind of second team that you're always keeping an eye on and rooting for? You know, that's a good question. I guess I don't really can't really come up with one right off the top of my head. So, uh, Pastor Russ, I'll think about it a little bit longer here. Okay. Sorry about that. Well, that's all right. Matt just had to take a quick siesta. Russ, um, <laughs> Russ, who's your number two team? Like your second favorite team? I still follow Arizona State quite a bit. Um, this year, I've really enjoyed watching Georgia play. Not really okay. an SEC guy, but I enjoy watching their defense. Yeah. All right. That's that's kind of cool. That's interesting. Um, and then, like you know, we talked about earlier. Russ had a. a a little bit of a playing career, Arizona State, which is pretty cool. Um, Matt, who who would you say is your second favorite team that you kind of keep an eye on and that you you know like like to make sure you don't miss their games? <laughs> I don't really, I don't know. I just like college football, so I watch a lot of different games. I I try to keep on keep up on the hot the hot takes at the time at the week, you know, the, the big games, I'll watch the ESPN app and see what the close games are and flip channels. So, yeah, I don't well, know. I don't really have a single team that I actually like is my second favorite, I guess. It used to be Oregon. Like, you know, I kind of, you used to kind of think Oregon was cool. So, did yeah. I. you know, it was, when uh, Chip Kelly was there, I really liked them. Yeah. They're, they are a fun program to watch. All right. Um, and then also, too, with Hawkeye fans living in Nebraska, pretty much whoever's playing Nebraska that week, that's kind of secondary. We like to see <laughs> like to see who's going to be, you know, putting a whooping on the Huskers. So next we have the Indiana Hoosiers, who are having one tough season. And at Michigan at the Big House, Michigan's favored by 19 and a half. Uh, Jerry, who do you got in this one? Indiana at Michigan. You know, it's uh, I'm I'm going to go with Michigan and the points. Um, you know, I think Indiana kind of surprised me by putting up 35 on uh, last week on uh, Maryland, but you know, I don't know. I just think Michigan's on a rebound game, and they're probably not real happy after that loss last week. So I can see them rebounding in a big way. All right, all right, Russ. What are your thoughts on that one? I agree with Jerry. I mean, I think Michigan's going to be awfully hard to beat at home at the Big House after that loss to the in-state rival. So. 
I'll take Michigan right. to cover. Matt, I was shocked that uh, Michigan State and Mel Tucker found a way again to beat Michigan. I don't think they can be really saying the whole little brother, big brother thing anymore. I guess Michigan State has owned them, and I Michigan had that one in hand. Got to feel a little bad for Harbaugh. I know a lot of you guys don't like him, but, man, he cannot pull out those games against rivals. Uh, Matt, who do you got, Indiana at Michigan? I'm going to take Michigan as well. I think uh... – I don't think Indiana's got a whole lot going for them. It's been a struggle all year long. Michigan had a, a a down game. I honestly think there was several play calls at the end of that game that could have turned the events of that game pretty easily. Yeah. Um, that that didn't go Michigan's way. That maybe should have. Um, not going to really get into that, but uh, I think Michigan's got this one easily. All right, some good points there, Kyle. Kyle Schlicker, the guest picker. Who do you got in this one? Indiana at Michigan. Oh, man, I hate Michigan so much. Um, more <laughs> the fans. That. More the fans. Uh, yeah, the arrogance. Yeah, I, I really, yeah, just so arrogant. Um, by the way, did you uh, enjoy that picture I sent you of me flipping off the O? Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that was fabulous. You didn't share that out. Yeah. I did not. I didn't know if Kyle wanted me to or not. Like, I didn't want to, well, uh, you know, violate well, yeah, the I mean, privacy. Yeah, because you asked me if I wanted you to share my photos out, and you, you know, you were sure considered about that. So, hey, that was, were the, that, was, that was the research team. That was not yeah. me. Kyle gets asked, but I don't. Thanks a lot. Those of are me. already on social media. That's where it's he got off. If it, yeah. if it got out, you know, I trust you, but if it, if it got out, it's a badass pick. You know, in hindsight, <laughs> I, it is. I don't know why I didn't turn around and take a picture of my finger flipping off the O. Oh, I, 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 has everyone seen it? I've, I, I, I did, I did yeah. not send it out because I didn't. You know didn't if you share it. it. Nobody yeah. saw it. Send I it did. To these, send it to these All guys. Right. So they can see it if you if you don't mind. Um, I will. But it's instead it's a selfie. I'm I've got the O's on my back and I'm flipping off. The camera in front. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, you know what? Next podcast, I'll bust it out and yeah. we can all we can all see it if you're cool with it. Yeah. Okay. Who who's up next picking here? Where are we at now? We got Kyle. Kyle, you have did you get oh, your pick yet? I know you were talking I'm about your disdain. With, sorry, I'm going with an Indiana upset. Oh really? All right. Wow. Well, I just hot, hate, hot take. Know, there's that deep hatred for Michigan, and I just love seeing them suffer. And also oh. I think it'll be pretty tough. Uh, you know, I mean, you just never know. I've seen, I've seen, you could, anybody can beat anybody on any given day. And for this one, I'm That's just, true. I'm feeling it. Indiana, come on. And plus I, well, I played with it. I played with the, or I played against a guy who went to Indiana, Kenny Kendall. He was number 92 and he uh, ended up working with him at the Naval Special Warfare. We didn't even know it at the time that we were going to be working together. So pretty cool. That's cool. He came, he came, he came within millimeters of blocking my field goals and extra points. And we ended up working together for a decade. Cool. Kyle told us last week he's an emotional picker, so that's no surprise with his uh, dislike of Michigan. So. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I like it. I like it. You got to have some emotion in the game sometimes. <laughs> um, next one we got. Now I'm rooting here for Brett Bielema. I know Kyle is too. Kyle is a Brett Bielema fan. We got Illinois at Minnesota. Minnesota's favored by 15. It's in Minneapolis. Probably going to be a chilly one, but hey, Illinois people can handle the cold. They're used to it. They know. 
And if, if Bielema can pull this one out, it's going to be huge for us. Uh, Jerry, who do you got in this one? Minnesota favored by 15 against the fighting Brett Bielema's. I'm taking Minnesota. They're just on a roll right now. And I just, I don't know. I just, I can see them covering the, the you know, the 14, 15 points pretty easily with all they're playing. So, yeah. Okay. That seems logical. Russell, the muscle. Who do you got in this one, sir? I'm going to take Illinois. I, I, I think Minnesota probably wins the game, unfortunately. Because that uh, would be good for Iowa if Minnesota goes down. But I'll take mm-hmm. Illinois because I don't think Minnesota is going to cover the 15. All right. I like it. Matty Ice, who do you got in this one? This is This could be a sneaky good game that no one's talking about. You know, I'm going to take Illinois on this one, too. I don't think they can – I don't know that Minnesota is going to cover that spread. That's a lot of points. Illinois, uh, they, they'll they get up for games. They've proven to us that they'll get up for games, you know, early from early on when they beat Nebraska the very first game. They, uh, Bilma's got away some of these guys, and he's a good coach. And I just – I don't know that Minnesota is going to cover those points. I hope they beat them. But I, I can't say that Minnesota is going to let that happen. But, uh, uh, yeah, the points are too much for me to, to okay. swing that way. Kyle, we talked last week. You're a, you're a Brett Bielema guy, as am I. I really – I do think he's a really good coach <clears throat> at Minnesota. Minnesota's favored by 15. Mr. Schlicker, who are you picking in this one? Uh, I was just thinking back and forth, and I, I want to go with Illinois. I really do. I've – I've, uh, you know, I hated I hated when uh, Lovey was was in charge for a while, and uh, when he got let go, I hated it uh, just because I thought, you know, come on, man, like that program that program has gone through quite a few head coaches in the past decade, couple couple decades. You just feel bad for the guys that are playing, like they don't have, you know. And of course, I I had a great experience, but you know, it's got to be tough changing coaches all the time and changing structures and philosophies and systems. Yeah, and gosh. It's terrible. So for that reason, I'd want to go with uh, Illinois, but I have a feeling uh, uh, Minnesota is going to take this one at home. It really feels like Minnesota has their guy. And um, he, you know, PJ Plex seems to be doing pretty well at Minnesota, getting more and more consistent as time goes on. So um, only time will tell. All right. We have James Franklin and Penn State. I wonder if he knows where he's playing this week. <laughs> they are they're going to Maryland. Penn State's favored by eleven at Maryland. Um, potentially the future head coach of USC um, at Penn State. There, Coach Franklin. Ooh, geez, that's a that's a loud one. He does that on purpose just to be disruptive. Jerry, who are you taking at this one? Penn State or Maryland? Says the guy who we could just hear mixing his drink off camera when the uh, last answer was going on. (laughs) Okay, I was wondering if you guys heard that because I was um I was I was pouring a beer in my glass and like as I'm doing it, Jerry looks up like 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 you could hear it and I'm like maybe that was louder than I thought. All right, well it's hump day. I'm drinking beer. That's all all right. All right, I honestly in this thing I don't know I. I'm taking Maryland on this with the point. It's at home, and I think Maryland. You know, a few years ago, Maryland tried to tried to up the ante and trying to make this into some sort of a rivalry after they joined the Big Ten. And I just kind of think I think after Penn State coming off that 
hard loss against Ohio State last week. I could see Maryland maybe sneaking up on him a little bit this week. So I'll go with Maryland. All right. All right. Russ, what are your thoughts on this one? Penn State, they had a pretty good showing against Ohio State last week. They were a lot tougher than a lot of people thought they were going to be. Uh, who, who are you taking in this one? Penn State favored by 11 going to Maryland. Yeah, I thought Penn State looked pretty good on both sides of the ball and offensively and defensively. I'm going to take Penn State to cover the 11. All right. I um, I think that is a solid pick. Matt, Matty Ice, who are you taking in this one? The Nittany take- Lions and the Fighting Turtles. I'm taking the Lions. Lions always eat turtles. It's, it's true. <laughs> Matt, did you know why? I think I've told you this. Why they're called the the, the Penn State Nittany Lions? I I know you told me. I I forget. It's because that's uh, that's a mountain lion that's on Mount Nittany in Pennsylvania, and so it's a pretty common mountain lion out there. So that's why they are the Nittany Lions. Your fun fact for the day, Kyle. Who are you taking <laughs> in this one? Penn State at Maryland. All right, I'm I taking. Guess. I'm Sorry. taking. Penn State as well. I uh, I don't really know much about Maryland, and it still baffles me to this day that they're in the Big Ten. Um, it's just yeah. really weird to say. But, you know, I didn't play against Maryland. I I can't say I've actually watched – I mean, other than when I was played them. Um, I haven't really paid, paid attention too much. But, yeah, I'm taking Penn State on this one. Okay. Um, All right. Just don't, just don't know enough about Maryland. All right, we're going to swing back over to Matt. We cut Matt off there. I apologize for that, buddy. We got um, Penn State at Maryland. Matt, give us your thoughts on this one. I'm sorry. That was my bad. That's that's fine. You, I was just surprised it went over. We're we're getting kind of long anyway, so I'll make it brief. I just think that Penn State played a good game against Ohio State. Uh, Maryland's still struggling. They do they can put up some points offensively, but I don't think they're going to do it against this Penn State defense. Also, there are many names for mountain lions across the United States. They're called Pumas and Bobcats and other names similar to that. So Nittany Lions, I'll add to the list. All right. The more you know. Very interesting. Wildcrats does wonders at my house. That's that's educational television at its finest. (laughs) All right. Moving on to the Ohio State Buckeyes, who I can feel the hatred coming out of Kyle's pores down there. He just does not like the Buckeyes. I don't think any of us really do. Their fans are the worst. Um, At Nebraska, um, Ohio State's favored by 15 in this one. Jerry, a.k.a. Waldo, who are you taking in this one, sir? Oh, Ohio State. For obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. This um there's rumors about in the community here in the state of Nebraska that if Nebraska does not make a bowl game this year, that Frosty <laughs> is out as coach and he's not going to be returning. Um Nebraska's got to win out if they're going to make a bowl game. This is going to be a tough one for them to win, Russ. Who are you taking in this one? The Ohio State Buckeyes against the Nebraska Cornhuskers, the team of the 90s. (laughs) Uh, I've got to go with Ohio State. I mean, I thought long and hard about maybe Nebraska in the 15. I just just don't see it. I mean, even Purdue just ran away from them last week. I got no faith in them. So, Ohio State. Yeah. 
All right, Matt, Memorial Stadium in Lincoln's going to be rocking. You know, matter what, if that team's 1 and 11, 2 and 10, they're going to pack that place for a game like this and they're going to get loud. So, regardless of if the if the Huskers are going to show up or not, it's going to be it's going to be an intense atmosphere for sure in Memorial Stadium. Who do you got? The Ohio State Buckeyes at Nebraska Cornhuskers. Ohio State favored by 15. I've got Ohio State as well on this. The only people cheering in Memorial Stadium are going to be the Buckeye fans that traveled to see it. So, right. uh, I mean, what's Nebraska got to combat Ohio State? They're going to take care of business on defense. Their offense is uh, is struggling for Nebraska, whereas Ohio State's is coming alive. I just – I don't know. I mean – Nebraska's pass defense is terrible. Their run defense is pretty good, actually, this year. And Ohio State's just going to throw it all over the field. So it's going to be a high-scoring game for Ohio State. All right, Kyle, your second least favorite team, Ohio State Buckeyes at Nebraska. Who do you got in this one, Kyle? Um. You know, I remember going to the Nebraska football camp with a couple of my buddies, and I was the only kicker out of 400 people there. And wow. uh, I started kicking 60-yarders in the Memorial Stadium, and I remember Frank Stolich walking over to me and shaking my hand and not knowing who I was, even though their staff just offered me a gray shirt. So, uh, F Nebraska, I'm going with Ohio State. All right. That's, that's a very consistent – response from guys that have been recruited by Nebraska or, you know, disrespected by Nebraska is they may be offered you, but they don't know your name. They don't know where you're from. They don't know anything about you. And that is one thing that I'm proud of to be a Hawkeye is when you go into Kirk's office and you meet the, the coaches and everybody, it sounds like, and Kyle, you tell us for the most part, they've done their research. They know who you are. They know where you're from. You know, they know your name. They know quite a bit about you. They've taken their time to do their research. Well, if you're if you're not the right person for their their system, and they what I mean by that is they want the right people on the bus. They don't care if you're a five star uh, wide receiver if you're a bad person. You know, yeah, they're not going to they're not going to recruit you. And if we did that, we'd probably have a bunch of national championships, but we'd have kind of a toxic environment. And I wouldn't be the man I am without you know the coaching staff that I had and the experience that I had. So anyway. Yeah, they would rather take a two or three star that, you know, just uh, that has a great attitude and a lot of heart that just needs a little bit of work, you know. Hmm. No, I, I think that's really well said. And it, you know, kind of brings it full circle. We were frustrated and doing some complaining and venting there at the end. But, you know, as an Iowa fan, former player, Kyle, we have a lot to be proud of, of the program. There's a lot of accomplishments over the years and they have done things in a first class manner all the way. So you always be able to say that about Kirk. No matter what is frustrated with him as we get sometimes, we still respect him. We still love him. All right, guys, the last game we are picking this week on the Swarm, the 402 podcast, we got Michigan State, Mel Tucker, possible national coach of the year, favored by three going at Purdue on the road, Ross-Aid Stadium. Jerry, who do you got in this one? This could be a good game. You know, every year there always seems like some sort of a team of destiny that kind of comes out of nowhere. And I just, Michigan State's that team this year. I think 
Um, you know what? They're going to have a big game with Ohio State, I think, coming up here in the next two to three weeks. And I just, I think, I think they continue to roll through Purdue. I'll take them in the three points. So, okay. All right, Russ, what are your thoughts on this one? Michigan State at Purdue. I'm surprised at the line here, minus three. They got uh, Michigan State favored. I thought it would have been a little more. Who are you taking in this one, Russ? Yeah, I was a little shocked at the line myself. I mean, I think it's going to be a fantastic game. We can't wait to watch it. Or what time does this one kick? Does anybody know? I don't know on this one. Because we don't, don't play until what, 6.30 Saturday night? I think uh, Jerry is paging six. our research we play team at right six. now. I, we play at 6? <laughs> yeah, we play at 6. Jerry is paging the research yep. team, though. We'll find out what time Michigan State Purdue is. All right. Yeah, I've got <laughs> Michigan State covering the three. I think 2.30, Tucker, Russ. 2.30, okay. I think Mel Tucker's just got that team rolling. I mean, and they're scrappy and – and I think you could see it early in the year. He just got a bunch of hungry kids that really want to, you know, just kind of come together and gel. And um, yeah, I think they probably roll pretty big at Purdue. All right, Matt, what are your thoughts on this game? I, I could see this one going either way. What are, where, where do you think this one, Michigan State at Purdue? Honestly, after last week, I see Michigan State running away with this one. I don't, I don't even know who's gonna be able to beat them at this point. And I mean. It'll be a tough game against, I suppose, Ohio State. I don't know if they even play them this year or not. Um, they do. They do. Okay. Well, that'll be a game. To, that'll be the game to watch in the in the East, in my opinion. I just think uh, they've got a lot of things rolling. Their their run game is phenomenal. They can pass it if they need to. Uh, they will have to play pretty good defense against uh, uh, Purdue's pass game. I think that's what's going to keep Purdue in it. But minus three for for Michigan, I just they're gonna cover that. Yeah, yeah. All right, Kyle. What are your thoughts on this one? You gotta finish strong, man. You're the last pick of the week. What do you got? What's the uh the point spread? What's the uh, uh favorite three? By? Michigan State's favored by three at Purdue. Yeah, I mean, you know, me and I kick field goals, man. Win it by three. I'm going with Michigan. I'm going with Michigan State. All right, we got Michigan State, and um, it just like you guys were saying, you know, it just you know, like Jerry said, uh, it just seems like this is Michigan State's year. They're just finding ways to win every single week. They were down and out in that Michigan game, and they refused to lose. Man, they're just they they got it this year. They got that magic mojo, whatever you know, whatever it takes, and they're looking good. So. Boys, I hope you have a wonderful weekend and have a lot of fun watching these games and see who uh, who pulls out ahead. We got Russ in the lead right now by a slim, slim margin over Matt. Um, and then Kyle's going to be gaining steam every week with his picks. So um, he uh, hopefully we didn't pull Kyle down too much again this week. So I'll have, guys, I'll have, um, I'll have a few beers in me next time. Yeah. With we got a few. We got we Cowboy. got a. <laughs> We need to go ahead and close this up because the trimmers are all charged up. So I got to go to the next room. Oh. So, there got you go. Got to take care of that sweater, man. You need to like, you need to donate that to charity. Like that could like supply winter coats for like a whole town of children. That's like uh, a woolly sheep. Can you shear that and sell it to the market? You, you you probably can. You're you're such an entrepreneur, Jerry. I am. Yes. There's Next thing you're just growing. You're just growing woolly hair for coats for the needy. That's just an amazing feat for you, Jerry. That's because uh, Jerry. It's 
That's because Jerry's always thinking about others. That's who he uh, is. You know, if you've, not, if you've noticed since I've started manscaping, there's no uh, there's no uh, big tent, bigfoot sightings anymore. So, yeah, ah, that's, look at that manscaping. That's, I'm telling you, those are gorilla nipples. <laughs> I I don't even want to know how you know what to compare there, Matt. So. Uh, I mean, uh, Matt's got a Planet Matt's, of the Apes. Have you never no. seen Planet of the Apes? Matt Matt's got a season pass to the Omaha Zoo. That's how. <laughs> All right, boys. All right, guys. Have, have a great weekend. We've uh, come down the public go enough. Hawks. All right, guys. Go, go Hawks. Hawks. Go Hawks.